fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I am your host tonight, Joey Ricotta. I am joined by the one and only Tyler at TeddyFreddy270 on the Bluebird app. I'm at Joey Knows Nothing. You can find us, Cubs on Tap, at Cubbies on Tap, C-U-B-B-I-E-S on Tap. Tyler, uh, not a good one tonight. Cubs lost 7-1 to the Cincinnati Reds. Sucks. Kind of a letdown after like the hype that yeah. was last night. It was just an awesome night. I want to get your thoughts on last night's game as well in West Nesky, West Nasky, West Studsky. But West first, nasty. He and he was nasty. How are you doing, Tyler? Well, Joey, I'll, I'll be honest. I was excited at first when I found out uh, I was going to be on the show with you. And then, uh, yeah, the game started. And yeah, it happened. And I'll be honest, it kind of it, it the mood for me like just dampened completely as soon as I tried to start the game because real quick MLB TV, Rob Manfred, figure your shit out. There should never be an MLB blackout. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to see to watch every game minus the Reds games, which 90% of the time I'm not bummed about not getting to watch the the Shitsinati Reds. But when they play the in Cincinnati Reds. There you go. Uh, but when they play the Cubs, I want to watch them. And so, yeah, tonight, I, now granted, don't get me wrong, listening to Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer was great. But, um, yeah, overall, not good. Not good at all, Joey. I hate – never happy when you lose to the Reds. Can't do it. Can't be happy. Yeah, it sucks, man. I, I feel you. I'm in the same boat right now. I, I like Scott's comments here in the section. Uh, he says, this game makes me feel like, it. you know, I wish it was Sunday, basically, because um, we do get Bears football back on Sunday. Yep. So that's a good thing. I don't know, Tyler. I don't know if I've ever asked you that, but I don't know if you're a Bears fan or not. But I'll be honest. I I, I used to be a, a hardcore Bears fan. And then uh, just over the past several, I really haven't kept up with them since, like, the years of Cutler and all them, I want to get back into watching football again. So I may this year might be the year that I I get back into it. I asked uh, I asked Ron last week. I was like, "Give me a reason to root for the Bears this year. Give me a reason to watch the Bears." And he said, "Justin Fields." So maybe maybe this is the year I get back into it. Oh yeah, I love that response too by Ron. He knows JF one breakout season. Hopefully, incoming. Uh, you know, obviously the roster on paper doesn't look that great around him, but. The Bears coaching staff is much improved, I think, from what it sounds like, what it looks like. Um, so we'll yeah. see. I mean, I think he, he can definitely take the the next step with a better scheme around him. I wasn't on Bears on tap tonight, so I just had to get that little, like, okay. that football itch out of here, too, out of my system because uh, I want to I talk Bears, and I'm going to do so more as the season goes on. Obviously, week one, close. And it's cool because week one of the NFL season on Sunday, starting for the Bears – you get the Cubs also facing the San Francisco Giants, and they flex that game to ESPN uh, Sunday Night Baseball. So you can get the best of both worlds. San Francisco fans can come into town. They can watch the uh, the 49ers play the Bears in the afternoon, and then they can go to the night game at Wrigley to watch the Cubs and the Giants. But uh, nice. that series starts Friday. Tyler, before then, though, we got to talk about tonight. Obviously, Javier Assad. He, he looked pretty decent. I want to get your thoughts on him. I mean, he mm. his, his final line didn't look incredible, but um, 
really the two solo homers were, were about that all of it. Yeah. So what do, what do you think about Javier Assad? Assad's been solid every single outing he's had this year. Tonight, like you said, his final line wasn't the greatest, but for the most part, five and a third innings. What was it we talked about a few weeks ago, like or just like a week or so ago? Like five innings. Give me five innings with Assad. And he's mm-hmm. done it. I want to say, like, every, he's pitched solid twice against St. Louis. He pitched solid against Toronto. And uh, tonight, for the most part, he was pretty good. What, 5.1 innings and six strikeouts? Uh, it's like we talked about before the show. Uh, that last inning got a little shaky. Uh, I'm not counting. I'm not counting the home run he gave up to uh, Aquino. That doesn't even count. In my, in my mind, Aquino is in that same boat with Ortega. I think he has something on Cubs pitchers. It's got to be that. That's the only thing I can think of. But, uh, yeah, Assad Assad has been solid so far. I'm like, I don't know if he makes the rotation next year, but we're going to see him a lot next year. Like, whether it's at the beginning of the year, if he gets called up, whatever. Assad's been good, and I – I hope we, you know, I hope we see him a lot next year. Yeah, I agree, man. Like I, I'm watching him tonight, and it's like, you know, he hasn't had too much of the swing and miss stuff uh, in most of his outings, and he's been able to wiggle out of jams, get some ground balls, get some weak. Yeah. And tonight was kind of the same, where he didn't have a ton of swing and miss. He had more strikeouts though tonight. Like he, you had a, you had an interesting tweet about what was his curveball tonight. I like his curveball, man. And I know Ryan Dempster was talking about it on the broadcast as well about, you know, a lot of the strikeouts were coming on that breaking ball. But it was just something I was noticing because, like, I I just kept looking at the baseball savant page as I'm watching the game. You know, we got the double screens going. And I'm – and I'm like, yeah, that curveball looks good. Like, what's going on here? So I I, I clicked the, you know, the breakdowns and I'm like – each swing, each pitch that he's throwing that curveball, which it wasn't very often. He's not really throwing the curveball very yeah. often compared to the rest. But I was going to say, pitches. like before this, we we typically just talked about his sinker, right? Yeah, All he's the sinker ball, and, and he, he still threw is, it mostly obviously. today. And the sinker, you know, he yeah. he even throws that thing up and in in the zone against the righties, and I I yeah. like it. Like that sinker that he throws, even up and in, kind of catching that inside upper top part of the zone or even just off the plate. Like it looks pretty nasty and he'll, he'll yeah. throw it lower too and get some ground balls. But yeah, his, his uh, usage tonight, 89 total pitches, 43% sinker, 22% cutter, 18% four seam fastball, only 10% curveball. So he, and then 4% slider, 2% change the slider. I wonder if he just stopped throwing that after the first home run that he gave up to Aquino because Maybe. that was a, that was a slider there that, he, uh, not not he missed his spot obviously, and then Aquino just he just kills the Cubs. Like it, we'll yeah. we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Assad, man, yeah, nine pitches for the curveball, only nine times, seven swings, five whips, five whiffs, excuse me, and Nasty. he dumped dumped one Nasty. in for a strike uh, for a called strike, sixty seven percent CSW. That's called strike plus whiff rate uh, on the curveball. That is. It's pretty damn yeah. elite, and I know he didn't throw it much, but like if you're throwing it that much, he wasn't getting many whiffs on any of his other pitches. It was basically just the curveball that he was getting the whiffs on. Yeah. So I'm hoping that a start like this, and maybe it's just because he has so many pitches that 
teams aren't really picking it up off his hand because they're not expecting it yet. You know, maybe that's a thing. But he looked like he was really pounding it low and then throwing it like in the dirt and he was getting those whiffs on it. So I'm kind of hoping he throws more of this curveball, Tyler. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, if he sticks with this, I know I know a lot of people like to talk about uh, pitchers pitching vertically. And uh, as far as I mean, he can just, you know, mix up his pitches and as far as like messing with hitters as far as going, you know, up and down. I I mean, he's 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 going to be effective. He's going to be an effective pitcher, whether it's out of the bullpen next year, in the rotation, uh, whatever it is, he's going to be effective. He's going to he's going to help us out. Yeah, and no yeah, doubt. I think, and I think they said tonight was his longest outing of the year. Like I know, me and you talked before about maybe, maybe Ross letting him go there. But I also understand, like we said, he you know, young guy. Uh, yeah, it sucks that. He got those two runs added to his ERA after he came out, uh, but overall, I was not—I was not upset about Assad tonight. I think I, I thought he pitched well enough for us to win. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like obviously things kind of unraveled there a little bit in the sixth inning, but and then he given up the base runners, and I mean it, it probably was the right time to pull him if we're being honest. But we've seen him, you know, wiggle out of damage and it being his longest outing. I don't know, like, pitch count-wise, if he had any longer outings, like, in yeah, I don't know, as far the as minors or not, no. and that's something I might look at. But, like, at this level, it's different. Like, you're putting a little bit more pressure on your arm. You probably get tired a lot lot, lot sooner oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. in the majors oh, yeah. as well just because of everything involved. So, I don't really – I don't blame Ross for pulling him at all. I don't all. blame him. And to be honest, at that time, I even don't blame him – for choosing Ullman in that situation. I like all I like Ullman's stuff. I want I wrote this on my notes. I want to believe in Ullman. Like I want to be able to like trust Ullman like when he comes in like cuz his stuff is his stuff when it's on is on, man. It's mm-hmm. nasty. And just tonight he threw three strikes in the zone and all three of them were just right down the middle. Like easy hittable pitches. Other than that, he couldn't find the zone, which speaking of all that you done talked about with the baseball savant. I I listened to the broadcast tonight, thanks to you know blackout, and uh, followed along with base, baseball savant. Which if you haven't done that, anybody that's listening, uh, do it. It it's really it's it's exciting. It's pretty cool. Like just to to see all that. I know I know Joey, you're on it all the time. Uh, you know all about it. It it's just a it's a cool and different experience. But uh, yeah, I want to believe in Ullman. I really do. Like. Tonight he didn't have it. Hopefully, he's gonna. We're gonna see him more this year. We're gonna see him more for the rest of the month. It's not like I don't think he's gonna get, you know, sent back down after tonight. I want to believe in Ullman. He just, he's got to find it, man. He's got to find the zone because, gosh, when he's when he's on, dude, his stuff, like I said, is so nasty. Moves. Yeah, I agree so with well. you. I agree with you, man. I think he's a guy that. I don't think he's going anywhere, at least no. this year. Um, it's just kind of just didn't have it tonight. And, you know, he's, no. we've seen some outings like that from him recently where he just hasn't quite had it. And he didn't even last, record an out tonight. No, he didn't. I think I want to say his last – maybe his last outing might have been like that too. He had a, he just had a really recent outing almost. I mean, he I think he got an out, but maybe it was against the Blue Jays. I'm not 100% sure, but I know he had – The Blue Jays was the one where he – I think he had – the Blue Jays, he got through the one inning real clean. Yes, and, and then, then the, the second yeah, inning. Yeah, the yeah. second inning kind of, yeah. But he's had – yeah, he's had a couple of these outings lately or a few of these outings lately yeah. that's been 
not his greatest. And, you know, it's a developing young pitcher still. Like, this guy doesn't have oh, much yeah. major league experience. He's going to have the, these issues. Same from Jeremiah Estrada, right? Like, everybody's been ranting yeah. and raving about his fastball and just how dynamite that pitch is. And then I think he missed the location there to Aquino. Yeah. I want to say it wasn't a fastball, though. I can't, I could, we'd probably have to double check on that, but I don't think it was yeah. a fastball that he missed location with. Uh, yeah, I don't um, think so. But I want, just speaking of Estrada, like, it's just one of those things. He's young. He's young. It's going to take time as far as for him to just be confident in himself, confidence in, in, in throwing certain pitches when he needs to and finding the zone and everything like that. I'm not worried about Estrada. Like, that dude just, he 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 he's got the stuff. Like he's nasty too. So I'm not I'm not worried about him. It's just like we said, it's gonna it's gonna take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we're if we're rating the two, I'm less worried about Estrada than I am Yeoman. Yeah, uh, I think that guy's he's got that look too. Like he's he got does. stuff. He does. And just on the mound, man, that look like that's I'd be intimidated. <laughs> I'm not lie. And I know, like like I know he knows this. He's gonna like his fastball's nasty. He's got a he's he's gonna have to learn when to throw it, when to when to throw in his off speed pitches to major league hitters. It's just it's a major difference coming from what triple A to major league. Mm-hmm. And he knows that. Everybody knows that. And he's gonna he he's gonna figure that out and he's gonna be fine. But uh yeah, tonight just sucks. It was off of uh sucks it was off of Keno. But it does. Um and Aquino, man. Over, I saw a Jordan Bastion tweet, and I actually tweeted something similar before I even saw it. Um, his home run totals against the Cubs compared to any other team. Just his production alone against the Cubs versus any other team is just like he's God when he faces the Cubs. You let's got Socrates. Just, 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 just punch me in the – just hit me with it. You got Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, and Aristides Aquino. Because oh this dude is a philosopher. Whenever he faces the Cubs, he is. his brain power is through the roof. He figures it out, and he just crushes the Cubs. He crushes the ball, and then, like, I'm, I guarantee you, before, well, I guess tomorrow's the finale, but we, we play them tomorrow, and then I think we play them at the, the end of the year. He's also, because I almost tweeted this, he's going to, he's going to have some type of crazy outfield assist. Because he always does it. I think he's done it twice against us this year. It's going to happen. He's going to have some throw out of his ass that's going to be right on the money and get Got somebody. And it's, oh, my gosh, you're going to get all the tweets. Look at this throw by Aquino. Oh, my God. You know, whatever. Like, oh, God. Here we got to see it again. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's gonna I, happen. I, it's pro- it probably will. I mean, so, Tyler, listen to this. Versus the Cubs, 28 games played, 12 home runs. Versus everyone else. 193 games played, 26 home runs. And Jordan Bastian, he he tweeted out basically over 30% of his home runs have come against the Cubs. I I don't understand what happens in this guy's brain when he plays the Cubs. It's like he's got something on somebody. It's it's like he's got got some dirt on somebody. Ian Hat versus the Reds, not the same production. It's got Quino versus the Cubs, but like. Something similar there, right? Hap oh, yeah, hits totally. one yesterday, and then you got a keynote tonight. So it's like one of those two guys. If it's Cubs and Reds playing, you can pretty much bank on one yeah. of those two guys hitting a long ball in the game. If you're, if you're a betting man, there you go. I think there that's a great go. call for tomorrow's game. Um, but, yeah, well, let's talk talk a little bit more about the bats too. Um, Gosh, I want to get 12, into it. 12 hits, one run. 12 hits and one run. That's 
12 hits, one run. 12 hits, one run. I don't know how this happens. One I don't know how. Hit. Yeah, the, the extra base hits were really just what hurt the Cubs. They didn't get enough of those. They didn't get any slug tonight. The one extra base hit was Christopher Morrell there. Yeah. Um, was it in the it, sixth it, it inning? Nice. I don't know which inning that was in even. but It was nice to see Gomes have a three-hit night. That was nice. Or was it a four-hit night? Gomes had a four. Gomes went four for four. Four hits. Yeah. That was nice. Now, that was his first career. He's had four-hit games before, but his first career four-for-four four game, I believe. Yeah. Okay. So, very solid. I mean, they strung together those hits. Got the They got the scoring started in the second inning when it was uh, – with him stringing it together yeah. with Nelly V got a hit. Gomes got a hit. And then uh, Higgins, Higgins, Higgins coming in the clutch. He's been a clutch hitter this year. Like, yeah, we almost scored one run, but he's, he's shown this year. He, he comes up in the clutch. I think he might, I think, I mean, if we keep him, which I don't see why we wouldn't keep him next year. He He's going to be a good bench, a good, a good bat off the bench. He's going to be a guy that, you know, if I don't see him like starting a, boatload of games next year but he's going to be a guy because hopefully we see uh mervis uh playing first base next year but um he's going to be a guy that you could be confident in as far as you know late in the game you got to throw him in at first maybe you need him to catch uh give him a pinch hit appearance he's some guy he's somebody that we could be confident in as far as him coming in the clutch but uh yeah i, I want to say that because i i wrote it down like in the fourth inning they had eight hits eight hits in the fourth inning so i was like oh damn like all right, yeah, we're not finding holes right now. We're not coming up clutch right now. But, yeah, it's going to fall in. We're going to be all right. But, like, mm-hmm. you have 12 hits in one run. Man, like, if you just covered the run line and just said 12 hits, you're like, oh, my gosh, we probably scored, what, at least four or five runs maybe. And to see one run, man, that sucks. But like you said, it it was nice to see Gomes get a hit. And, and Fran Mill, Fran Mill got two hits. That dude has been killing it since he's been on the Cubs. Uh it's like we talked about earlier. Uh, real quick, Cubs, uh, since Fran Mill has joined the Cubs, roughly a month. I think it's been a little over a month. Slash line of 281, 320, I think that's like an 830 OPS, and that's that's before tonight. Six doubles, two triples, four home runs, 13 RBIs, and six walks. And then I made a little note right beside it. We're we're keeping him, right? Like, he's, he's going to be on this team next year, right? Or – or what it's looking like it to me like i think it's a great question and i think it i know you're kind of asking it rhetorically because he's he's played pretty damn I mean, well he's, been, he's, he's it's like night and day since he's left cleveland it's just uh you know next year or this off season it's 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 going to start with this off season what depending on what we what moves we make the only thing about franmil franimal is he's pretty much a dh only yeah, that's, that's the one. And he can, like, maybe in a pinch, but like, you don't want him in the outfield. No, you don't want him in the outfield. And uh, pinch hit, I wouldn't mind him in a pinch hit situation, but I think he's he's the type that, like, he's he would be better off. Oh, no, I yeah. meant – Oh, yeah. I meant oh, just, like, playing outfield in, like – Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Like, oh, God. Not yeah, pinch hit, though. DH, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, you definitely wouldn't want him in the outfield. Uh but it's just it's going to be interesting to see what happens this offseason, like we've talked all year so far. But I don't see how how you can't bring him back next year. He's just he's been 
he's been solid all year so far. I mean, he's crushed the ball. He's been what we've he's been that power surge that we're looking for. The power surge that we talked about at the beginning of the year. Like, man, who's going to hit home runs on this team? And he's he's been that guy so far. So, yeah, it's great to see it. And I just I hope they can find a spot for him next year. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think that right-handed slugging is something you can always use, especially like even if you, even if he's only a guy that plays against left-handed pitching or something like that next year, where he's just DHing versus lefties. Like, yeah, and I'd be know, fine with that. Hey, fine, yeah, and and you have maybe the Mash Mervis type God, first yeah. base DH or like you're gonna have to make some more moves here. It's not gonna be just internal guys so that's where that's where i think the question really like you know it could be uncertain at this point like yeah. what what are the other moves that the cubs are going to make yeah. and it, it might not be a, it, it might be it might be a thing that we we don't even you know whether the decision on whether he comes back or not we may not see that till almost almost you know the end of the off season depending on like we've talked about what what we do the rest of the yeah. off season yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, like you said, you know, we were talking about baseball savant a lot. I mean, he had he's right up there almost every game as far as like hard hit, the hardest hit balls in the game. Like he was up there yeah. again tonight for some of the hardest hit balls yeah. in the game. He had two like real lasers. So, I mean, even his outs, they seem to be hit pretty hard. And, uh, you know, he had two hits tonight. So he, oh, he's, he's going to find they're going to find gaps. They're going to I agree, keep man. the ball hard. He's, they're going to find gaps. They're going to find the freaking bleachers. They're going to find, you know, yeah, he's going to be fine. They're going to, he's going to be all right. Yeah. And I mean, even a guy like, I know Nico, his hard hit, hit rate isn't like terrific. If you actually look at his hard hit rate, but he just hits so many damn line drives all over the field that like, yeah, even his outs look good. Like tonight, you know, he, what the, the, the drive down the right field line that was an yeah. out, you know, like, I, we talk about Nico Horner a bunch, and I don't want to like shift gears too much, but it's just I feel like he deserves recognition for just yeah. what he does on a nightly basis. I know he grounded into a double play at one point. Um, hey, oh, fine. Pat, that Pat Hughes. Pat Hughes talked about it tonight on their broadcast. Like it's it's hard playing defense against Nico Horner when he's batting because you don't know where you don't know how to play him. Because he sprays the ball all, all all over the field. That's all. That's all they were talking about. It's like it's so difficult for defenders to figure out where to where to where to play because he hits the ball all over the place. Yeah, it reminds me of the the Field of Dreams game when Joey Vada was mic'd up and he's like, "Oh, I got to be ready. He's he'll hit yeah. it." <laughs> like, yeah, he's you got to be yeah, ready. He's being everywhere. Serious, yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, best best shortstop in Chicago. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. At least this season, there's absolutely yes. no question about it. Um, with that said, though, Tyler, um, I want to give you before we, but well, before we move on to, I want to get your thoughts on Wes Neski yesterday or last night. But before we do that, I want to get what are your like final takeaways or thoughts from tonight's game? It was ugly. Like we'll, we'll just like Ron always says, spade a spade, ugly game. Uh, it was ugly. The one at just the one. The one bright spot I have out of all of it is Javier Assad. I'm just I'm happy. I'm happy he went five plus the uh, five plus, and uh, for the most part he was solid. And I, I just hope that he just washed this off tonight. And his next start, uh, what sometime next week, maybe Sunday or what? What is today? No, it'd be next week. 
Uh, hopefully he just washes us off and, and comes back next week and just continues to be solid like he has been. But that would be the one. Everything else, it sucks losing to the Reds. I'm I'm sick of Aquino. Uh, yeah. At, but Assad. Assad's the bright spot tonight. Everything else sucked. I totally agree with you, man. Assad is the bright spot. A little recognition to Jan Gomes, like we said. Jan Gomes. Um, yeah. You know, hey. Nice Old job. veterans, you know, every once in a while, you got to give them some love, too. Uh, great night for those guys. Some solid performances, like little mini, you know, like we said, for Animal and give a little recognition to Nico Horner and all that. I mean, I know he only went one for four, but still just looks like a ball player every time he's up at, to, up at bat. So, um, yeah, Javier Assad to me, man. I, I, I like the poise that he's shown so far. So that's kind of wow. my takeaway. Um but with that said, Tyler, you weren't on yesterday's show, and you know we had Nick on as a guest. Me and Ron, it was a great show. Uh, joined by Nick to to break down. We we talked a lot about Cincinnati Reds actually, which was kind of cool because you get some like crossover action to, you know, if anybody hasn't yeah. listened to that episode, go listen to it because you can you, you learn a little bit more about the interdivision teams uh, with a guy that's as closely following it like Nick is. Um, but with that said, Tyler. Hayden Westneski. What do you think? West Nasty? I'll just put it like I saw the highlights from last night that we that uh, Cubs on Tap posted on Twitter. And I I made the comment. I was like, uh, we we traded this guy for like a top prospect at least, right? Oh no. (laughs) Oh, like, dude. Dude, filthy last night. I love I love what Wade Miley said in the postgame presser yesterday after the game when he was just like, basically, you know, why are you guys talking to me? Did y'all see what this guy did, like, right after me? But, uh, dude, that guy, I know it's just one outing, but that has me ex- excited for next year. And <clears throat> I, another little thing as far as for this year, uh, I love it because we got it from the Yankees. Like we got their number two pitching prospect, and I'm I'm sure right now New York would love to be like, "Hey, could could we have this guy back? We really need him right now." Because after giving up, yeah, I know everyone wants to you know shit on them because they gave up Jordan Montgomery, but uh, this could be another one of those moves where they're like, "Wow, y'all gave up this guy." Like I know I know Cubs fans were like, "Oh man, we're giving up Efros, and you know he had like five years of control left." Okay, that we gave up a. We gave up a middle reliever slash maybe a potential closer maybe for a number two pitching prospect that last night was nasty. <laughs> nasty. And so who knows? He he might not start the season off next year with the major league roster, but we're gonna see him next year, hopefully. Uh and with the guys we with the other guys we've got between Steele, Strowman. Killian, I know, I know he's had his, you know, he's he's been he's back down right now, but like he's has he's had some good games, he's had some some shaky starts, but like if he can figure it out, which I know, I know he can, and uh, Strowman, and then whoever else we get, are and oh, and not to mention Keegan Thompson too, uh, dude, we could have a nasty rotation next year. It might not be like right at the beginning, but like. Midway, maybe, maybe by the All Star break, could could be nasty. And West Nesky is going to be a part of that eventually. But uh, yeah, he he was. It just sucks that I missed it last night. But man, 
Love to see it. Love to see it. Well, you certainly saw the highlights and you can get kind of a glimpse of how that entire outing went because it was that slider and, you know, mixed with the movement on the fastball. It's just completely opposite directions, the way that the pitches go. Dude, that video, man, they're just showing the different, like just the different directions of everything. Like, (laughs) filthy, filthy, like New York, New York. What were you guys thinking? Seriously. Thank you. Know. Thank yeah. you, New York. Thank you so much. Man, we appreciate it. I don't know why, you know, I don't want to say that like Efros, you know, and that was something I said. I said Efros could get traded. No one wanted yeah. to hear it. No one wanted to hear it. And because he was under control. And I understand that part of it because he's a but he's a reliever under control. He's a reliever. That that's just the chance you take with relievers because you know it. All of us know it. Relievers, like you, you look up stat lines of certain relievers, like this year could be. Josh Hader is a prime example. Shut down closer, and now this year, what the hell's happened? Like it can happen like that to to any reliever, and in that same motion, in that same context, uh, all it takes is one awesome outing for you to turn things around. And so, who knows? Like I, I hope the best for Efros. But uh, who knows? Like maybe next year, he's not the guy that he was for us this year. Maybe he goes. You know, he's in New York, and it New York's a different place to play. Uh, and the same thing with West Nesky, with him being with him coming over here. Maybe leaving New York. I know he was just in the minors, but maybe leaving New York, he doesn't feel as much pressure, and he it's easier for him to be himself in Chicago. And if that's the case, man, uh, we may we may have just cracked the surface with West Nesky. Who knows? Who knows? It's possible. I mean, like you said, you know, I just want to reiterate too, like when as great as Efros was with the Cubs, and I mean, he was really, really good. Uh, he was. How many times did he go five shutout innings with eight strikeouts out of the bullpen? He, he wasn't doing that. No. <laughs> like, like, that's basically no. what you – so you already have seen – a glimpse of the ceiling, right? Yeah. Just a glimpse of the ceiling. And, you know, who knows? Maybe it doesn't get better from here. Maybe that's like, that's as good as he's ever going to pitch and he struggles from here on out. We don't know. But, I mean, the potential for him. Potential's there. And it, it, it starts, look at every, just about every single team right now that's in the playoff, in, in a playoff race, it starts with starting pitching. All, just about all of them. You know, Houston, New York, L.A., all of them. Like, starts with starting pitching. If you if you want to make it far in the playoffs, you got to have some starters. Got to have some horses. 100%. I think you go out, you sign a free agent this offseason. You I don't want to say pencil Wesneski into the rotation, but I think you give him maybe a chance to see what he can do in spring chance, training, yeah. right? Cuz we don't know what the innings are going to they're going to want him to throw even yeah. next year, but or the pitch counts and what all that, but like even if he is like a piggyback type of guy, like let's say they did bring back a Drew Smiley on a mutual option or a Wade Miley, like he was joking about it. But if that is like a fifth option in the rotation, you got like a Smiley piggyback with a West Nasty nasty. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of right. sick, right? Yeah. Be all, I'd be all right with that. Yeah. So with that said, Tyler, I think we kind of – do you have any, like, 
I don't know, overarching final thoughts. Since you have, we haven't really, this is our first time actually doing a, a, a show together, just me and you. Yeah. So what are you, what are you thinking about the Cubs right now? Like what are, what are your overarching kind of final thoughts before we, before we look ahead to tomorrow's uh, series finale? As far as, as I'm, ex, I'm excited about the young pitchers we have. And I know like what we've talked about in the past with uh Buckle your seatbelts as far as with the bullpen. There's going to be games like this. We've, we've talked about all that. Kind of to reiterate that, Ullman, for example, like we didn't have it. Okay. Hopefully next, you know, next, next outing he brings it, you know, he, he shows up. Uh, as far as like, like tonight. Yeah, most of these, these games for the most part aren't super important. As far as wins and losses, yeah, there's a lot of players here to on this roster that are playing for spots next year. They just continue to compete, continue to compete. Tonight, tonight was just an example of hey, yeah, a loss on our record tonight's no big deal, but uh, you, you've got to figure out a way. Twelve hits, you got to score runs. Yeah. If we win tonight, is it going to put us, you know, in a chance of making the playoffs? No, but you've got to do these things like scoring runs in situations when you need to. You've got to, you've got to do those little things, even even in these, you know, this type of season right now, uh, to roll, you know, to help roll over for next year. You know, look at the Orioles. Orioles, you know, shit, you know, been in the bottom of the barrel for years. This year, figuring stuff out. You know, they, they compete every single game and look at them now too. And not, not, not to say that, you know, we I'm comparing us to the oral, the Orioles as far as the organization, but like a lot of young guys, just like us, uh, just compete every single night for the, for the rest of the month, but just, just doing the little things, focus on the little things. Like, like I just said, hitting in, in, in scoring situations, coming through in situations like that. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about next year as far as, you know, what, what the potential could be. Yeah, man, hundred percent. Like it's definitely going to be a little bit bumpy at times with the bullpen and all that. And, you know, Hey, you figure this stuff out as you go, you got, you just want to see what these guys can do. And and like you said, looking ahead to the future, like we're all kind of we're most, all eager sorry. right now. No, and most good. most fans, most fans would probably roll their eyes at, at these random guys in their minds. These all oh, who's who's this guy? Who's that guy? Who's this guy? You you gotta be patient. I know. Yeah, we 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 could sit here like we have last year and whatnot this off season, and we could sit here and just and, and shit on ownership and all that kind of stuff. I'm done with all that. We've got to be patient. Trust the. It's a the old cliche, trust the process and, and just know that hope these guys, you know, are, are playing for a spot next year. And they're really, you know, they're trying to compete, trying to make a difference next year. We've got guys coming. Like we've, we've got production coming. It's coming. It may not be, you know, it may not be tomorrow, but like we've got guys coming. Yeah, exactly. We've got guys coming and I'm sick and tired of bitching about ownership. Like, it's just something I don't yeah. do these days. I just don't. Like, I think they're going to – I think they know they're going to have to spend money this offseason and just seeing where the timeline is. They're not dumb, 
Like they're seeing what we're seeing. They're seeing the, yeah. the guys progressing through the system. They're the ones calling them up to each and every yeah. different level. Like, you know, they see this stuff. It's not, it's their they're, system. They're so, smart enough. They see this. They know like Jed Hoyer is not just a, you know, Jed Hoyer is not a, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, make my money, make my cut, blah, 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 blah. Like he's a smart baseball guy. He knows what he's doing. And I get it. We're all so we've all been so used to all these big name players that we've had, all these guys that we've loved, and it's hard to let them go. That's over, done with. Um, get to know these guys as far as you know the Cubs fans that maybe not be like super hardcore fans. Get to know these guys. Check out, check out Rob. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his last name. Uh, our our boy Rob uh, Rob Wegley mm-hmm. that does the that does the on the farm. Uh, all the on the farm post and blogs and, and reports as far as our minor league system, check that guy's stuff out. It's it's really good stuff. And it just, it's going to get you excited about a lot of these young guys coming up, learn them, watch them. I'm telling you like me, for example, I know we, I know everybody likes to talk about Brennan Davis. I'm excited about mash Mervis. I'm really excited about that guy. I hope that guy next year comes up and just crushes. But, uh, yeah, just get to know these guys, get to know the, all these players that are going to come up. Uh, it's going to be bumpy. But, uh, hey, got to start somewhere. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more with you. I think everyone should definitely be checking those articles out at ontapsportsnet.com. You can find a ton of great work over there, Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, Cubs, even the White Sox. We've got betting content, beer reviews, entertainment, all that good stuff. Check out Tyler's work, writing Cub stuff, Ron, everybody's work over there. So, um, yeah, and you can find us on Twitter at Cubbies on Tap and the big brand at On Tap Sportsnet. Before we go, though, Tyler, we got to preview tomorrow's game. Um, just felt like a good time to plug all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because you you mentioned Rob's great minor league articles and they are great. They do. Uh, they, they've been great. So it's definitely a great time. I felt like to plug that stuff. But tomorrow's game, one twenty start, the rubber match series finale. One twenty start at Wrigley. Cubs Reds are going to do it again. Adrian Sampson, who's been pretty solid, he kind of worked his way out of some danger the last time against the Cardinals and actually pitched a pretty solid game. I think he was dealing with some some uh, maybe wetness of the baseball. I don't know what was going on there early in the game. He didn't really have a good feel for it, but then he kind of he uh, ended up pitching pretty solidly. But he's going to take the bump for the Cubs, 3.95 ERA, 1-5 record. Uh, Luis Sessa for the Reds, 3-2, 5.18 ERA. So, Tyler, give me your thoughts for tomorrow's rubber. Uh, well, with Sampson, uh, yeah, I really want to see Sampson – continue to do what he he started off doing when he when he came up i want to say like earlier right after the all-star break i really would like to see him go at least five innings and uh sessa i want to see uh i want to see that era go up i think uh i think our bats are i think we're going to be a little upset after tonight i think uh, they're going to go to bed and be like god we just lost to the cincinnati reds and i think they're going to come out tomorrow um guns a blazing I think Ian Happ, you can you can mash it down right now. Ian Happ's hitting a home run tomorrow. You know, they like to go back and forth, I guess, between Aquino and Happ. It's Happ's turn. Um, yeah, I think he's going to hit a home run tomorrow. And uh, 
I'm going to be honest, Joey. I wouldn't be surprised if we put up like an eight spot on the board. Ooh. Really wouldn't. Ooh. I like I like the sound you know, of that. And you know, people may say that I'm overconfident. No, it's the Reds. I'm sorry. It's the Reds. In my mind, every single game we play the Reds, it, it, it's got to be an it, it. We've got to put up eight runs at least. It's I just it's got to be like an obliteration in my mind when we play the Reds. So you yeah. know, Reds fans are sitting there going, "We're playing the Cubs, though, right now." Yeah, That's what they're I thinking. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not scared of the Reds. I'm not scared of Aquino. None of you me. know what? I'm disappointed that we have got to this point of the show. I'm disappointed in you. We have gotten to this point <laughs> in the show, and you have not said, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying, maybe Aristides Aquino is on PEDs. I'm a little disappointed. I don't, well, well, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't think he is. I really don't, because if he is, he has he screwed up tremendously because it, it hasn't worked for the rest of the games he's played in. Uh, <laughs> so, Aquino, right. you know what, Aristides, if you are – you don't know what you're doing um, because, yeah, as you as your numbers can can show, I think he. I, to be honest, I still I think he has something. I think he has something on on the Cubs pitchers or something. That's the only thing I can think of. Maybe I, I don't know. That's the only thing though that there is that that just that's it. I just so I, I'm not. I, but like I'm not scared of Aquino. Uh, and to be honest, maybe it's just a big humongous batch of of just luck that he's found himself in but uh yeah i'm not worried about it i'm I'm not worried about the reds uh and yeah tomorrow um yeah eight runs at least at least at least maybe eight runs by the fourth inning i don't know um but yeah that's what i'm that's what i'm predicting i like it i like it and ian sanati like you said go ahead just pick out your favorite gambling app mash the button yes mash it you hit a down. home run um, I like that call a lot. With that said, Tyler, any final thoughts before we go ahead and wrap this thing up and look for it tomorrow for a Cubs eight-run spot and a win over the Reds? You know, uh, 120 games are fun. Hopefully I get to watch. Well, no, take that back. I'm going to have to listen to it again tomorrow because, uh, once again, MLB TV, figure out your blackout situation. Uh, but, uh, yeah, hopefully tomorrow is a better day. I agree. Figure out the blackout stuff. I don't. I don't. I. I still don't understand. It cannot be this hard to figure out it the can't. blackout stuff. They, I, you know what? Be. I'm convinced they don't care. They don't want to figure it out. Um. So yeah, please just please take us into consideration, MLB. Yes. Do the right thing. Figure it out. Um. Figure but that's that. Cubbies. Let's get a win tomorrow. Let's do it. Uh, check out all the the work. All the good Chicago sports content at ontapsportsnet.com, at ontapsportsnet on Twitter, and all social media platforms, at Cubbies on Tap on all social media platforms as well, or at least on Twitter. I believe it's all social media platforms. Anyways, at Cubbies on Tap, C-U-B-B-I-E-S on Tap. Tyler, you can find him at TeddyFreddy270. You can find me at Joey Knows Nothing. It's nothing without the G, ends and I-N, because that stands for win, baby. Hopefully a Cubs win. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, Tyler, what do you say we get on out of here the only way we know how? <clears throat> fuck the Reds. Fuck the Cardinals. And, you know what? Fuck Aquino. And let's go, Cardinals.